When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, met fellow adventurers, now I'm making my way over to Hawklaw to deal with their giant problem, but along the way I stopped by Itwin's Cottage. And, a pa- and I'm here to tell him about my adventures in Tarkov's Crypt. When you were late to Itwin, the details of your victory over the undead Lord Tarkov, his eyes widen. Remarkable, said Iswim as you finish your detailed account of your adventures with an equipped. You was quite to tell you the location of that tomb. You make an old adventurer proud, Zoop. Long last, you take leave of Itrin and Israel, and once again set off on your way. Yep, so that, just check nothing else. Nothing else in that cottage. Right, two Hawklaw now. Yeah, 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 just, oh, wait, 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 no, sorry about that. Ventures. It's quite a few, there's lots of adventures in Hawklaw. There's Deep in the Forest. The Cabin, an adventure I've already recorded on another character. The Dark of Widowwood. Snowy Dusk. End of Your Woke. Underfoot, on the road to Hawklaw, the Giants Part 1, a solemn decree, a little matter about an orb, and the hunted man. Okay, let's do Giants Part 1, a solemn decree. You've accepted the task presented to you by Hawklaw, by the Hawklaw Village Council to deliver with a solemn decree to the fearsome mountain giant, Hanakli Hornlijak, a tactfully crafted document that's, that serves to announce the determination of all future tribute payments from the village of Hawklaw. Oh my... Oh my, oh my. Start the adventure. You've accepted the task of having a crafty crafted but solemn degree to cleave on the Hawklaw village to the notorious mountain giant, Harlequin Jack, 
The decree states that Hawklaw will not continue to remit tribute payments to him as his protection is no longer required. It is bold stand to be sure for a small relative defenseman statement taken against so powerful an adversary. But it is one that many in the peaceful hamlet feel is long overdue. Your reputation. Wait, is Hawklaw a village? Or is it a hamlet? They're different things. A village has slightly more... A village has slightly more enmities than a hamlet. A hamlet is smaller than a village. And a hamlet also occasionally... A hamlet also bursts into soliloquies. And somehow gets involved in a quest where everyone murders everyone else. That's... Danish. That's only if the hamlet is Danish, though. And sometimes holds upon, and sometimes Danish hamlets hold schools and say, "Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well, Horatio, or something like that." I don't know. I, I don't know know the rest of the lines. Your reputation as an adventurer of great skill and bravery. And your lengthy list of illustrious accomplishments led the village elders to seek you out for the task of delivering the decree. Even without the promise of payment, you gladly accept the task. For you have learned throughout your many adventures, risk and reward most often prove to be an inseparable pair. Eager to set out on what could prove to be a rather perilous endeavour, you arrive at the village council building in Hawklaw just after daybreak on a crisp spring morning, and are quickly ushered inside when you are greeted by three of the village elders. We understand the danger involved in this task, says one of the elders, and regardless of your style and reputation, Zoop, we have not felt you for reconsidering your acceptance of the mission. It was life and limb to be considered when dealing with the likes of Hornley Jack. When... When you reply that you have not reconsidered and that you are determined to faithfully deliver the decree, the elders are delighted. One of them produces a bound piece of felled parchment and hands it to you. You carefully stow the decree away amongst your possessions and prepare to set out into the hills west of the village and embark on a somewhat arduous journey to the lair of the fearsome mountain giant. With the directions given to you by the village elders serving as your guide, you make your way into the wooded hills west of the village and begin the lengthy trek to Only Jack's remote lair. Nearly an hour into your into your journey, arrive at the edge of a tangled, tangled swamp that sur- that runs along the eastern edge of of the rocky hills, which hide the den with the giant's lair is located. According to your directions, a well-marked trail cut through the swamp provides the most direct route to the hills beyond. However, standing at the edge of the dangerous-looking morass, you feel you might be able to swing to the south and skirt around the lower lower end of the swamp, resuming your journey along the opposite side. Now, can I use any of my skills? Skills to check. No, what about divination? 
nope, 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 I've, I've got, I've, there's no way I can have get any information here. So I can take the shorter path through the swamp, or the longer path around the southern edge of the swamp. I'll take the shorter path. Because as far as I'm concerned, the less time I spend away from settlements, the less time, the less things have an opportunity to attack me. Perhaps. Unless I go straight through an area an area of great power. Who, who knows? Who knows? I'm taking the shorter path because my legs are tired. The, tail, the trail through the swamp is well marked and easy to follow. And, much to your relief, you find much of it to be quite solid underfoot. However, as you're nearing the midway point along the trail, the ground suddenly becomes spongy and your progress rapidly slows as you're forced to pick your way through the treacherous terrain. Pick a number from 1 to 100. Bonus of 66 from woodmanship. What will happen? 148. With great care and, a, and just a little luck, you manage to safely navigate the treacherous terrain. And after a few minutes, you once again find yourself on solid footing. You're nearing the western edge of the swamp, when suddenly the sound of heavy footballs approaching from behind frees you in your track. Tracks, with your heart pounding, you spin round, prepared to face whatever is coming your way. Looping along the trail behind you, his bright yellow, yellow eyes ravishly fixed on you, is a towering swamp troll. A blanket of pungent moss and slime cover much of the creature's muscular, festering torso. As it closes on you and unleashes an enraged bellow, Sophie's the vicious creature considers you its next meal. I can shoot it with, with an arrow. I can just stand my ground and face its charge. Or I could run away to the west. I'll shoot it with an arrow. Then I will slap then I will bash it to pieces. You notch an arrow and take aim at the rapidly approaching swamp troll. A bonus of 26 from archery once again. Boosted by the Grand Ashen Bow. Which all archery checks will be. So I, I probably won't mention that every time archery comes up. Because that would be quite boring. <laughs> and would almost be marketing for this Grand Ashen Bow. Which improves your archery checks. And which sometimes you can get at Zormwind's Battlegrounds for a mere 10,000 gold. Anyway, so I've got to get 44 or more. Success! 32 experience to archery. The swamp troll staggers forward, the end of your arrow protruding from its chest. A thick stream of black blood floods out of the vicious wound before the creature has taken six more steps, collapses to the ground, gasps loudly, and expires. Woo! That's good. One shot. You examine the swamp crawl's carcass and make a gruesome discovery. Around the creature's waist, almost completely concealed behind a, by moss and slime, is a crude hide belt. Adorning the belt are the skeletal hands of at least 20 humans. Repulsed by the find, 
but glad to, to have rid the world of this menace, he once again set off along the swamp trail. Now, it's not, he, he did, the troll, troll, troll didn't necessarily kill people to get their skeletal hands. I mean, it could, it could just be a resurrectionist who goes into graveyards and just digs people out. Or he could just hang, hang around, you know, the, the barber surgeon places and just wait for them to chop limbs off. Which was pretty much the only surgery that, that many of these people can perform. So, maybe that. But I think you're supposed to assume the troll killed people and chopped their hands off. And put them on his belt. Because it's. Way of keeping score. Way to show off to all the lady trolls. Are there lady trolls? I don't know. No, It's not the sort of thing. Thing that. That polite society. In, 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 wants studies. The, the breeding habits of trolls. Repulsed by the find, but glad to rid the world of this menace, he once again set off along the swamp trail. You emerge from the swamp and find yourself on the eastern edge of a wide expanse of forested hills and towering crags. The trail that you follow through the swamp extends into this new landscape, and you proceed cautiously along it, your every sense alert for the first sign of danger as you make your way into the domain of Hornley Jack. The trail cuts its way through the forested slopes, the western edge of the Hart Hills. Despite your close proximity to the lair of Hornley Jack, as indicated by the directions given to you by the village elders, you strangely feel, do not feel as you're in any intimate danger. Three miles into the hills, the trail suddenly divides. Branching southwest and northwest, you pause at the fork and stare along both lengths, wondering which you should take. The directions provided to you to the elders bear no mention of any split. Admittedly, they probably hadn't been there, at least not for a very, very long time. I mean, who would? The southwest of the trail runs through an opening in the dilapidated stone wall that encloses an overgrown orchard. To northwest, the trail becomes quite rocky as it stimes, climbs steeply into the hills. So, I can follow the south, path southwest through the overgrown orchard, or follow the path northwest into the hills. I can use divination to get a few clues. It failed. You're unable to determine anything further about what might lie along the path in either direction. I'll go through the orchard. Maybe I'll pick some fruit on the way. You follow the trail as it passes through a wide gap in a dilapidated stone wall. And also, I don't want to climb a hill. It hurts my calves. <laughs> the ring and winds its way through through an overgrown orchard. Based on your directions provided to you by the village elders, 
You know, on the far side of the orchard, you should find a rocky dell, wherein lies the lair of Hornley Jack. A sudden rustling in the tree startling you. You spin around, but you're surprised there is nothing there. You turn around to resume your trip, only to find yourself confronted by three towering dormers. You're not the usual human, grumbles the foremost of the wicked dormers. Hardly Jack does not approve of strange wanderers in his hills. We smell something foul afoot. The trio of menacing tree beings lumber forward, their wooden features gnarled into vicious frowns as they move to attack. You quickly ready yourself to face the first of the hostile Domok. I'm fighting an evil tree. The Domok swipes at you with a broad limb. And it is slain. 20 XP. Ooh, nice. You leap. Limbly to the side and narrowly avoid being crushed by the falling bulk of the slain dog. The second of the wicked tree beings is immediately upon you. The second dog swipes at me with its broad limb. Or you, or him, or someone else. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm just shifting between persons. Almost on a whim. Anyway, he is slain. Another 20 XP. The last remaining Domok bears signs of a bad brush with fire. The snarling tree being is got bark battened, blackened in patterns consistent with open flame. Lumbers forward and attacks. Yes, okay, this one's going to be even angrier and have a personal vendetta against humanity. Even more so than usual. Begin combat. The Domok swipes at you with a broad limb. The remain another twenty XP. The remains of the the three Domok lines strewn about in the tall grass of the overgrown orchard. Much to dismay, you spot three more of the cruel tree creatures lurching in your direction, the west of the trail. I could hold my ground, or I could hurry away along the trail. I will hold my ground. Because if, if Holy Jack is going to be angry, I want to make sure he has as little army as possible to, to, to enact any vengeance he has in mind. Oh, I mean, I just like fighting. The first of the three draws with enrage and thrashes wildly through its powerful limbs. Swipes at me with a swipes at you with a broad limb. Twenty XP. The second armor moves past the prone form, slain kin, and attacks. Begin combat with another Domok. Oh wait, oh I just ah oh, wait oh I didn't miss. Oh here we are, here's the special. The Domok grabs hold of you. Tangling with its stick branches and shakes you violently. Oh, yeah? Yeah! Yeah, see how you like being shaken about? Well, maybe maybe some fruit will come off you, eh? Eh? That's all angry. Twenty-one XP. 
the last of the three Dolmog, without question the largest, bellows with rage as it strikes out at you with its heavy limbs. It's a great big tree. Swipes at me with a broad limb. Ooh, it grabs hold of me, entangling you in its thick grasses, and shakes me violently. Uh, so angry, so angry all the time. Angry, angry tree, so angry. Shaking things about being angry. Angry tree. Ooh, it, it grabs and shakes me again for another eight damage. And it grabs and shakes me again for 11 damage. Dude, this, this tree has anger problems. Now it is slain. Uh, since it's a tree, I'm not sure if it will stay slain. Because, as I say, I know even less about the biology of living trees than I know about trolls. And I don't know anything about trolls. Anyway, 22 experience. I think probably if you buried it in if you put it in some lush, in some fertile soil, and you watered it a bit, you might, you might put, you might end up being perfectly okay. Maybe I mean trees don't precisely have any centralized part, and cuttings exist, but maybe those are regular trees, not magical living trees. Magical living, moving trees with a grudge. Also, of course, there is the practice of coppicing, where where you have a tree and you you grow it so that it ends up with lots of little tall tall thin sticks. They grow, you chop them down. You they grow again. You chop them down again, and you just repeat. That's coppicing. So, so, so you can get lots, lots and lots of the sort of sticks that you can use for making a. Wait a minute. Wait, what was the term? It's still something. Wattle and daub. Yes, wattle and daub apartment. Now, I mean, if trees can keep growing through that. Then a, then a few dozens can survive that. Then a few dozens bashes with a mouse isn't going to really stop them for long. But, I mean, do they have a brain? I mean, if they have a brain and I, and I got, got through to that, then, yeah. I mean, even if they survive, even if somehow they grow another brain, their personalities are completely different. So, it's still killing them. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's in medieval times. That would be how most trees would be managed by by coppicing by coppicing them. So honestly, I mean, if you're a living tree, that would, that would probably be almost torture. Every few years, the people just chop away you. You chop away all your limbs. And then they wait until they grow back. And they chop them off again. Again and again every year. Or every few years, depending on how fast the tree grows. Uh, that, yeah, okay. Admittedly, if I was a tree that had that happen to me, 
I would end up being exceptionally angry. I'd probably, I probably would cons really consider joining up with Hanley Jack or any other great big monster. Say, hey, do you want revenge against humanity? I'd be like, oh yeah, I love, I want so much revenge. Hey, don't join me. I'm going, I, I sometimes work villages. Ooh, villages. Oh, I like working villages. Yes, and I kidnap, and I and I go with travelers and extort money. Oh, all that now—that looks like some nice revenge. Yes, maybe that's it. The remains of the stick domok litter the ground at your feet. You step past the bodies of wicked tree beings and about to set off along the trail when you catch sight of something near one of the fallen creatures. You swoop down to examine the objects and discover it is a magnificent iron helm. You have no doubt it belongs to, the to a former victim of the merciless stomach. I take the magnificent iron helm. Oh, oh, wait, I can't take it. It's too heavy. Okay, there's something I could... S I really should have sold some stuff. Okay, I'm going to sell... going to drop this scythe. Now I can take the Magnificent Iron Helm. Okay, we really should have sold my stuff earlier. Magnificent Iron Helm. Armour, head, it's unmatched. Yes, so it's eight. Eight cinema points. Which means it's as good. No, 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 it's not as good as the Plate Helm. It's just... It's, it's not as... It's not as good as the best mundane armour. But it does bear three engraved wounds. But admittedly, if I'd, got, if I'd gone here earlier in the game, that would probably be my best helmet. But I came here too late, so now I have better stuff. So I'll just store it somewhere. Without further delay, he once again move along the trail. As it winds its way through the remainder of the abandoned orchard. The final leg of your trek brings you to the western edge of Hart Hills. The trail you're following runs up to the edge of a deep, boulder-strewn dell. According to the directions you receive from the village elders, somewhere at the bottom of this rocky valley lies the uh, lair of Honley Jack and his two sons. A lone quail perched on the branch of a dead hemlock, and she's a lonely core. You can't help but feel that the animal is perhaps in some way warning you against proceeding on your current course. Taking one look around at the forested hills you are leaving behind, you plunge into the dell, following the well-worn trail down into a wide, rocky ravine, when it runs shoulder to shoulder, where it runs shoulder to shoulder, a swift flowing stream. Bye bye, Crow. Picking your way through the maze of boulders while maintaining your footing on the loose stony ground proves to be no simple task. When at last you reach the bottom of the dell, you lean up against a chest high boulder and allow yourself a moment's rest to recover from the arduous descent. You're about to resume your trek along the trail when suddenly the grounds shake, and two booming vo voices echo off the sides of the ravine. 
Peering westward, we spot two massive humanoids making their way through the field of boulders that litter the bottom of the dell. You have no doubt the two formidable-looking characters moving so in your direction are Seg Jack and Hill Jack, the notoriously cruel sons of Hornly Jack. Okay, there's a link for them. Hornly Jack. Oh, okay. No, they don't have their own link. They're just they're just grouped in. They're grouped in with their father, so which says something. You quickly duck behind the boulder against which you've you've been leaning, and wait with bated breath as the two half-grown mountain giants approach. In a few moments, they are standing over a dozen yards from where you rested only seconds before, talking and arguing loudly amongst themselves. Said Jack and Hill Jack and Hill Jack each stand over ten feet tall. They appear to have twice the bulk of even the largest of ogres. A heavy wooden club is slung across the back of each of the brothers. Can't help but think their tremendous size, thickly muscled torsos and broad-shouldered builds only hint at the danger this pair presents to any would-be foe. From your hiding place, you continue to watch and listen as the two giant brothers carry on. An animated and enormous amusing fashion. However, one of them says something that shocks you to the core, causing your heart to skip a beat. You will play the words of the young mountain giant into your mind, attempt to gorge the enormity of their weight. The young giant speaks the truth. His father, only Jack, the terror of two generations, those mightiest said to have known no equal. And those long liberty begat rumours of immortality has been dead nine days. <gasps> oh, okay, who do I deliver this to then? Who do I deliver my message to? These two? You. Okay, I'm going to have to deliver this message to these two. Presumably, they'll inherit his empire. That, that's how things usually work. Work. If the father gets something, it then passes on to their idiot sons. Uh, uh, okay, I don't know if these sons are idiots, but usually they're idiots. Who will probably squander the entire... Who will probably ruin the entire thing by fighting amongst themselves. Or just being really stupid and hedonistic. Ooh, right. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Where, where's that? Still reeling from the stunning revelation, gleaned from the conversation of Segjack and Hillenjack, you listen as the brothers speak in earnest of their plans in the wake of their father's death. You are again shocked to learn the giant brothers are seeking to leave the area for good magically disguising themselves as men with the help of an unscrupulous spell-casting human ally. It is for the wife of, the pre of this ally that the brothers presently wait. You find yourself pitying the two brothers, believing that perhaps they are seeking to leave behind the life they have known under the cruel and brutal hand of father. But as they continue to converse, you learn their desire to leave is for more immediate reasons.
You learn that Hong Lijat died nearly two weeks ago, slipping away peacefully in his sleep, having at last succumbed to the ill health he had acquired over the past couple of decades. His passing left the two giant brothers in an immediate quandary, for they knew that the wide band of territory their father controlled was now open to Rony by the elements, long subdued solely by the virtues, fierce reputation. The most dangerous of these elements, you're unhappy to learn, is a mountain giant named Jars Jiskran, who hails from the thick of the Thurdian range. You're shocked to discover that Jars Jiskran is none other than the half-brother of Hanley Jack. Oh, who is Han? Jars Jiskran has a link here. Jas Diskin, the half-brother of Harnley Jack, is a powerful and fearsome specimen of a mountain giant, hailing from the thick of the thundering wains. The foul temple Jas Diskin is known to maintain a small army of goblins and ogres, which he sends against any who oppose his will. Jas Diskin is, is the half-brother of another infamous mountain giant, Hornley Jack. It is known that ja, Jastiskin just both despises and fears Hornley. And now he's not there anymore. So Jastiskin is free to just move in on Hornley Jack's place. And apparently he's even worse. As the brothers continue the discussion, you learn that Jistarska is already in the move, making his way through the remote countryside of Western Tussa, and wilts to the lair of his deceased brother with all possible haste. From what you can glean from their brother's conversation, Jastiskrin, while not quite as mighty as Honley Jack, is a giant of the worst order, employing cruelty and violence without mercy against any who oppose him. You are certain that his looming arrival can only mean continued and more severe trouble for the towns and villages in and around the Hart Hills. Realising that the decree you bear is now useless, you decide that you must reveal yourself to the giant brothers, hopes of finding out more about the grave peril apparently headed this way. You exhale sharply and step out from behind the boulder into plain sight. Both of the giants are caught off guard by your sudden appearance. And Sigjak immediately reaches for his enormous wooden club. You aren't who we're waiting for, grumbles Sigjak. Hilljak immediately stays his brother's hand and steps forward. In a deep, rumbling voice, very reminiscent of his father, demands to know your business. Deciding that it is pointless to attempt to disguise the nature of mission, Disclose the truth of your of the matter to them, boldly revealing the decree that you are tasked with delivering to their to their now deceased father, making plain to all that you have learnt making plain all that you have learned through your eavesdropping. My father might have let you live, even if you had placed this in his hands, says Hurtling Jack, looming looking over the decree with obvious disdain. I'll have no such luck with Jastiskan. The boys appear to have no desire to harm you. 
and even go as far as telling you a bit more about Justice Gone. You are dismayed to learn that he maintains a small eye of goblins and augurs, as if he freely wields against any who dare oppose him. We'll be gone before he ever steps foot in these parts. And old Bluebeak will see no more ever know us, says said Jack, referring to their plan of magically disguising themselves as humans. Then in some distant part, we'll set up again. Wait for more or less, now. If you go about, go about heading back the way you came, I'll have no quarrel with you. We turn over a lo- new leaf, you might say. Lucky for you. The name mentioned by Jack, by said Jack, Bluebeak, sticks in your mind. For a moment, you start looking at the two fearsome giant brothers, beyond any doubt that Seg Jack and Hill Jack are responsible for much of the mayhem that has plagued this part of the kingdom over the past two decades or more. Many a lone traveller or wayward caravan has unwittingly wandered into these parts, only to disappear without a trace. It could have been those, those drawings. Or that swamp giant. Or that swamp troll. You can't help but feel that by leaping and allowing to go through there with their plan of disguise and escape, the two cruel and murderous brothers may, may well never be held accountable for their crimes. Still, the prospect of facing this pair of young but formidable fountain giants is quite daunting, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Gonna pause while I think this over. Do I choose... Justice? Do I choose? Do I choose revenge and danger, or mercy and safety? Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. They won't realise the believe. They, I don't think they'll realise I could have killed them. So I don't think I'll. They'll owe me any favours if I let them pass. They are not, they don't know they are at my mercy. Mm. Yes, yes, pause for a bit. Okay, I've been, did a little poll on the Swift Discord, and it's been decided that we will leave these giants be. Leave well enough alone to make your way back to Hawklaw. Make your leave of the two giants' brothers and are soon heading your way steadily eastward back towards Hawthorne. As you climb out of the dell, you spot a tall man clad in, heav- in heavy cloth breeches and a leather tunic, making his way along the rocky trail in your direction. The wrinkles that line his face and the manner of his walk suggested his advanced age, yet his into his lengthy waving hair giving the appearance of being several years younger. As the man draws within 20, 20 yards, he looks up, immediately note the elaborate blue tattoo covering much of his face, and ending in the likeness of a long-legged spider on the tip of his nose. You instantly recall the name Bluebeak that, that Seg Jack mentioned. This is the traitorous human, that is seeking to aid the escape of the sons of Holy Jack, 
by disguising him as a human by the way of some powerful magic. Bearing this in mind, we realise you might well be in the presence of a powerful and dangerous spellcaster. Well met, friend, says the man in a guarded tone as he passes. By a bit far for a jaunt, it would seem. Bid him a passing greeting continue on your way. All demand to know what business he has here. What business do you have here? There's a two man responds to your bold inquiry with a stinging insult and tells you to be mindful of the tone used when addressing him. Go about your own affairs, friend, he says coldly, and leave me to mine. Attack him. Your sudden attack catches a tattooed man off guard. Guard when he stumbles backwards, nearly losing his, losing his footing on the loose stony ground. He recovers from his initial shock and quickly counters your assault, sending arcs of blue flame hurtling through the air towards you. Begin combat against Bluebeak the caster. I have to kill him. Your enemy reaches out to touch you with flame-weaved hands. You are, you are engulfed by the, by the flames of your enemy's attack for 8 damage. He is slain. 36 experience. The tattooed spellcaster clutches at your arm as he staggers and then slumps to the ground at your feet. A quick search of his remains reveals a dagger, some gold, and a small jade amulet. Alright, taking Jaguar and the amulet and the gold. Without this this mage and his magic to aid their cowardly escape, the sons of Hornley Jack will have to now will now have to fend for themselves. Without further delay, you step over the course of the slain mage and begin the long trek back to Hawklaw. The return trek to Horse Hawklaw proceeds swiftly and without incident. It is nearing dusk when the small village is again within sight. And you proceed immediately to the council building, where you find the elders anxiously awaiting your return. The news that Honolulu Jack is dead elicts cheer cries of joy from the usually stoic, stoic for his elders, but the wave is short-lived. When you tell them what you've learned concerning the looming arrival of Justice Khan, their joy quickly fades as they assess the gravity of the situation. You relate the entirety of your tale to the elders, and when you come to the part concerning said Jack and Hinglan, they listen with great interest as you go over the details of the encounter. The elders are alarmed by your account of how the giant brothers plan to escape into, sa- into the safety of security with the help of the magic of a treacherous human spellcaster. What is learnt as you confronted and slew the mage in question? Looks of relief will mo- momentarily replace the lines of worry upon their faces. There is no end to the corrupting power of gold, says one man. Loons and notion the mage was likely paid handsomely with ill-gotten wealth by the sons of Hornley Jack. Had these two succeeded with the plan, the resort could well have proved disastrous for a great many. Your actions were wise and just. Soup. 
You remain in deep council with the village elders long into the night, discussing what should be done with guards to the looming threat of the arrival of Justice Guard. It is eventually decided by all present that you will reconvene. Tomorrow at dawn does you have a plan for dealing with the half-brother of Horley Jack. It's almost more comforting to know it was the old Horley out there on the edge of the wild says one of the elders as you make your way out of the council building. I suppose the known evil is less frightening somehow. The elders thank you again and, and, agree, to, and you agree to meet them back here at dawn. You take your leave and stroll away from Horlock's main thoroughfare, gazing up at the ceiling of bright flickering stars suspended in the frigid night over the breadth of the North Broadlands. As you step through the front doors of the Hillsleys Inn, eager to catch a few hours of sleep before dawn, you have no way of knowing that meeting set to convene at break of day tomorrow will never take place. 512 experience to general. And that's the end of that quest. Next up... Is Giants Part 2 Stone Song? But for now, save and farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.